AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. 
even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's season nine, episode twelve of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Ricky. What's up? And got flown his filth. All right, mate. Uh, you've worked out already. <laughs> a, bit, that... a, bit, a bit seedy. Yeah, all right. Well, it was a little bit seedy, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I'm uh, lying in my bed. Why? Are you? Yeah, I'm lying in my bed. Clothed or? Um, clothed. But you know, Marvin Gaye to sing songs lying on the sofa to kind of get his vocals open. So I thought I'd give it a go for the podcast. So you're lying <laughs> on the on your back right now. Um, kind of set up. So like when you have you a got a like... wank, you kind of like when when you have a tug, you're not normally like upright. We're normally like almost like seventy degrees angle. <laughs> Unless you're Ricky, who, who lays flat on the floor, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> Straight into the wank, no. over the minute. In. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling that seventy degrees. Yeah, yeah. Rick, that's not what you did. We talked about this. You like all, you flat with your back, your head on the floor as well. No, 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 no. It's never been on the floor. <laughs> you, you, you take all of your clothes off and you lie down on the floor. On your back. And uh, and I uh, light candles as well, scented candles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um, who was it? The I know. I think it was Bardi who said he used to splay splay out <laughs> page three in front of him while he was on his knees. <laughs> was it? Was it him? It probably know, sounds a, like him. It sounds like a hostage victim. <laughs> it's like he'd, to the back he'd take, the he'd take, um, he'd, he'd, he'd spend months cutting page threes, and then every every now and then, probably every every evening just before bed, he'd treat himself to splailing out every page three that he'd picked up, frantically knocking one out as he looked at every looked at every one of the models in their eyes. <laughs> I thought he'd cut yeah. their eyes out as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's cut their eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've probably worked out by now that uh, we're doing a Skype pod and the reason is because uh, my car just packed in on me on, on as I was driving to London uh, luckily I left home you know only 10 minutes into my journey but yeah so I got stuck here back home and uh, and, and so we're on Skype before we do this rather than not put anything out um, although yeah although you know, forgive us for any audio issues here. Uh, there's three of us on the Skype line. Um, T doesn't have super fast I- I- internet. Uh, me and Ricky do, but T's, T's stuck stuck with like one of those, um, what not 56k, but one up ISDN. 28k, 28k, <laughs> 128k. Yeah, yeah. Free serve, he's, mate. He's, free serve. <laughs> um, so yeah, but obviously we've got to talk about big. <laughs> so. Uh, so- T T's T's yeah T's relaying his messages to a man that's in a telephone box. 
So he's just shouting down, and that's the guy's like relaying it back to us. That's how slow his like, uh, connection is. It's, it's like filing copy in the 1960s. Essentially, <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. Well, when people when reported to be at the ground, they have to phone people in that people to like dictate the article. That's right. Uh, Danny Blanchard used to do it, didn't he? There you go. Um, we'll be talking about Spurs books a bit later on in the pod. There's been yep. a lot of commotion around Martin Cloak's new book, hasn't there? We'll talk about that. Uh, but we, before that, we'll come to a very important question that's coming from Jay Lanky on Instagram. He says, who do you think you're more likely to beat in a fight, Sissoko with no arms or Dyer with no legs? Oh, you, I think Sissoko. I don't know. I think Dyer with no legs because you just, you just push him over and kick him in the face. Rick? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think it's got to be dire. It's got to be dire. I mean, well, but, I like, he's, he, he's got like a, you know, when you kick someone and they put their arms out and you just know that you're just having no impact on them whatsoever. Yeah. I, I, it'll, be t- it'll be tough, but it'll be, dire would be the easier out of him and Sissoko. There's <laughs> zero chance that you couldn't have both of them. It's that, it'll be simple. It'll be what? such an easy fight. It's as if Sissoko's going to be able to beat you up with no arms. He's got no arms. He literally can't stop or protect himself if you punch him in the face. That's yeah, true. Yeah, but, but he's, he's so much fitter than me. Exactly. He has no arms, that, Ricky. That, yeah, yeah, no, he can take punishment. Listen, listen he, uh, he, he's got, he is so much fitter than me that he could like take a few steps back and I'll be chasing, 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 and then I'll be tired. Then he'll just come up to me and just boot me in the chest. And I'll be flying over, <laughs> and then he'll just keep kicking me. He'll just attack, and he'll just know. He knows. He knows how to get. No, he he. Uh, there is zero chance that you couldn't have either one of these. It would be stupidly easy. Like it, uh, uh, there would be a fifteen-year-old boy could beat up a, a bloke with no arms. Mate, come on, man. Like this is like this is Sissoko. This ain't any old man. Well, that's a problem. Right. It's a professional athlete. He can near you. Listen, if there's anyone out there with no arms. And they want to have a fight. Just for me to prove this point, I'll meet. I'll meet up with you anywhere. Don't don't need to be any cameras. We need one witness. I'll meet up with you anywhere you like. You've got no arms, and you think you can have me? Let's fucking let's put put our, put our balls on the line here, right? I'm willing to risk my credibility by by losing in a fight to a man with no arms than I am to say that I couldn't have him. This is bold. Yeah, it isn't bold, Ricky, because no one with no arms is going to challenge me. It's ridiculous. Imagine like, there's like a like a, a kickboxer out there or something like that. That's just gonna yeah. Smash I'll, you I'll up. Just, I'll, no, I'll sweep him. <laughs> I'll sweep him. All right, look. look this, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll give you an arm if you've got one arm. I'll still do you. Oh my right. good lord! <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, let's move on. Uh, absolutely, can you imagine it. There's, there's no credibility in beating up a man with no arms, and there's no there's no credibility in losing to a man with no arms. So it's really a no win situation for put myself in there. Um, well, there is credibility times, because you've said you're going to do something and you did it. So you've proved him wrong. So that that's that's all the credibility I need. Um, I'm uh, yeah. All right, let's see what happens. See if any of them got the bollocks because they ain't got the arms. Right, the, the uh, <laughs> we got, uh, I haven't even had a drink. We've uh, we played Leicester at the weekend. Yeah, Do you remember yeah. that game? Brilliant. Yeah. Is are you over it? Yeah, I was pretty much over it at the time, really. 
don't know what's yeah. happened to you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we've, I was just, we've, uh, we've swapped places, have we? We have swapped places. I heard you on... Uh, I was just catching up on pods this morning. How, how the roles have uh, reversed and that... Back in the day, I used to be inconsolable, and you would just be like, "Ah, it's all right. We've got next Saturday. We'll play someone. We'll give them a wallop in, and you would be like, well up for it, and I'd be down and done." So now it's completely reversed. I'm all right, man. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I think it's all you right. had children. You had children. That's what it was. Yeah, I I did have children. Yeah, there's that. And do you know what? I, I I'm still. Uh, although uh, we'll come on to this a little bit later, but I'm still kind of like. I can't believe I went to Madrid to watch Tottenham in the European Cup final, and I'm still just bowled over by it all. Um, and, and not to say that I don't care anymore or, or anything, but we're like, how many? We're six games in, is it? Is it six games? Yep. Mate, I ain't shitting the beds and rolling around in it. I'm all right. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you did there. Just, uh, <laughs> just uh, if, if we were like 15 games in. And this is happening time and time and time again. And we're like mid-table or whatever. Then I would start to think, do you know what? Panic is setting in a bit now. But I'm all right at the moment, man. I'm cool. What I would say to that, Rick, is that the form hasn't been that great for much longer than six games. No, it hasn't. But, um, <laughs> but you know, everything... that the, There is a time and things turn... And if it hasn't started to turn within 15 games, like I mentioned, uh, yeah. then, uh, then you know, uh, we're going to have to Pink. put Poch in a Royal Mail sack and drop him in the canal. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with, with a concrete slab or a breeze block in there as well. <laughs> uh, mate, yeah, it, would, it's, it is. I mean, like, from the form going out last year, I, I can say... Um, we can legislate for that, saying Champions League and uh, 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 and a whole host of other things. Um, c- coming in fresh this season, I would expect it to be different. But also, um, what I kind of am thinking about, and, and maybe I am uh, clinging on to this fact, that we're talking about uh, refreshing the squad and stuff like that, and, Dem- uh, and Dembele come in. Uh, Chelsea has, has hardly played. Uh, Sessegnon hasn't kicked a ball. Um, and once those players are kind of uh, blooded into the team they're you know uh, starting they've got momentum it's like when you buy players not only do they have to get uh, up to the fitness level not only do they have to uh, develop um, an understanding with the with the player that they're playing next to and then the rest of the team going forward and moving back there's there's a lot of bits that you, you know we're not going to get have ready in six games and those players have hardly played, so I, I don't really, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. And I think, as Potch was saying, um, and we've all we've all known that the, the players that we've had, we're, we're coming into the end of the cycle. And I think this is just the beginning. I thought this was the beginning of a new, uh, a new, a new cycle. That's what I thought, not the end. I was so wrong. T, how are What's you feeling, up? mate? Um. I don't know, a bit, a bit of a no-man's land. I was gutted on Saturday. Um, I'm having a look at the league table, benefits of Skype. We're level on points of Sheffield United and Burnley and Crystal Palace. <laughs> and one point <coughs> above Southampton. So Lovely. That, that's not a great look. Um, as for the result itself, it's a 
very weird game. I thought we outplayed them for long spells. And the OEA goal being disallowed just took the wind out of us completely. And uh, yeah. um, it's a very weird game. I mean, people are making many conclusions which will come to, you know, about the future of Pochettino and our players. But, well, I don't know, luckily we're in a period where we've got lots of games to put it right. VAR is uh, kind of ruled the, the headlines again, didn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't has... remember... I can't remember where you all stand on VAR. So, Rick, tell us what you think. Um, it's it's absolutely hilarious when uh, someone scores a goal and they're going mad, and then it gets ruled out for for VAR. Um, that's brilliant. When it happens to you, it's absolutely <laughs> gut wrenching. And the fact it, it's really like I know people have said it before and. From a reaction point of view, when the ball goes in and you're jumping around, there, there, you know, there's going to be, it's going to start to come to a time that uh, you're just not going to be putting your all into it because you just know something's, you know, you're going to be celebrating at seventy percent when normally you, it's, it's like unbridled glory. Um, but it's kind of like that that offside that was called uh, against Son, yeah, it's. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm probably being a bit biased here, but it was like, it wasn't clear at all, and they they, they were really labouring over it, and they had those. I could see like those measurements and the lines and measuring of the shadows and this there. and that, and like if it's too close to call by doing stuff like that, then it's got to be advantage attacker like it like it was, and it was just so close. I mean like. I don't think VAR should be used to like try and decipher every millisecond, uh, uh, millimeter, because it's never going to be a hundred percent right all the time. If it's if they do a replay and someone is clearly offside and the ref and linesman missed it, then, then it can get overturned. Well, like the Leicester goal. Like that, yeah. There were six of them. Exactly. But every goal gets called back for VAR, so it's not like. When someone's offside, it's going to get called back. Every goal is is under um, VAR jurisdiction. So, I, so um... even if it is, I, I don't I don't think. I mean, if they they, they should have just looked at it and, and just been like, give the benefit benefit of the doubt, really, instead of like pouring over it with whatever they were doing. But I just think it was such a cool. And even now, when I look back at it, I still can't understand what bit was offside yeah i don't know either but yeah i mean i i hate it i absolutely i think i've made it clear for a long time how much i hate it and a new thing that's come to light is that there's going to be a lot less goals yeah it's going to like like the premier league especially in football it's all about scoring goals and for the games to be to to, to have less because you're getting the you're getting these these decisions absolutely right, but not only are you damaging the experience of watching football, you're damaging the moments of glory that people are going to get and experience, and also you're damaging how entertaining the game is. You're actually making it much more boring, just for the sake of getting right results. And like having six men offside, like you know, I know not all of them interfered with play, but potentially six men offside that Leicester had, and then. That, that you can see there's a clear and obvious error. But with ours, it was like you couldn't, <clears throat> even when watching it, you couldn't tell. 
But then again, no, none exactly. of us moaned, really moaned. None of us really moaned when Arsenal had, had that goal disallowed. And that was marginal. Do you know what I mean? So, there's no good moaning when it happens to you and then not moaning when it happens to someone else. No, Team, I got? disagree with that. Go on. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit Barry Glenn <clears throat> about this whole thing. VAR's not going to go anywhere. It's going to stay. And even if it's a millimetre, it's offside. Just got to deal with it. Absolutely deal with it. I just want everybody to know my opinion. I, I know it's not going to change. It's just important to me that everyone knows that I'm unhappy about it. <laughs> That's it. No, no, of course. Absolutely. I'm not being... You know, I, think, I just thought that when it was given off, I just thought it's not going to go anywhere. I'm still going to watch football. I'm not going to turn my back on the sport. It's just just one of those things. Sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. I just, um, and if he's a millimetre offside, he's still offside, isn't he? You know, yeah. that's, just, that's 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 the bottom line. That yeah, that's true. But I couldn't even see where, I couldn't even see the millimeter offside. I, I didn't I didn't look I, at it again. I just couldn't. It's, I just... it's a bit like I don't know. It's a bit like you know when you just had a breakup. I don't need to pour over it. We're over. Let's just move on. Because if I keep watching that clip, I'm gonna punch a wall, and I need my hands yeah. for my job. So Rick, Ricky's like one of them people. Ricky's like one of them people that like breaks up with a bird and then just pours over her Facebook for a month, just slowly <laughs> climax into old photos of you two at the beach. That's yeah, what Ricky's yeah. like. Yeah, he's, he's got, he's got, in his office, it's like cutouts. All yeah. put out yeah. Facebook posts. No, no one knows where I got it from, but I have a hedgehog uh, uh, costume I put on and I just go, and go, go in the ex's back garden and go for her bins and her uh, garden bins. <laughs> Just to try and get a shred of detail of what happened and why. Yeah, but all, 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 all those, all those Facebook photos that you cut, cut out, that all the all the eyes are removed from every every picture, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you filled them full of jizz. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ricky's oh been in a relationship for twenty years. I don't know why we were throwing this in. Do I? Um. One of the positive things is Kane's goal. I mean, I, I've never seen... I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in my entire life. Rick? No. No, it, it was... It was... Uh, it was incredible. Like, the, th- the thing is, as well, like... Like, Kane, obviously, is under the spotlight. And people talk about his diving and all, and all this stuff. So, I think he... Uh, you know, whether psychology, he is thinking... I have to try and stay on my feet as much as I can to get rid of this tag and I've got to carry on playing and not wave to the ref and all that lot. And he was clearly shoved in the back. So I don't even know if that, if you, if you, if you would have got a penalty, if he hadn't have stuck that ball in the net. I think it was outside but the box. How, how was it? Yeah. Okay. Not that it matters. He... Yeah. Regardless. And how, how he managed to kind of steady himself, uh, and to find where the ball was and stick a leg out just to swing it round. And the thing is, as well, the power that he got on it as well. Uh, yeah. It, it, was, it was incredible. Uh, I don't know how anyone can do that. What, do you, it, what was impressive was how he looked at where the ball was going into the net. Because it, and that showed that it was intentional. Because as he, as he fell and then he got his, wrapped his foot around it and kicked it into the ground to get some height on it. He's looked directly to where he thinks that ball's going, and it's and it's there going into the net. It was, it was I, I think, his best ever goal for Spurs. Wow! Just because it's, it's so, 
Well, just because it was so unusual and difficult. Yeah. Like, what, 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 should, what, what goal's better than that one, do you think? Last one off the starters, come on. Yeah. Mask off. Yeah, that, yeah, that is better. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, in terms of, in terms of, in terms of engineering... Forgot about that one. It's the best goal he scored in a long time, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I watched it all on the stream, so... A lot of the details are quite patchy. Um, when the Oriego got disallowed, I knew it was disallowed before it came on my stream. So that's, that's what made the game so fucking weird. Yeah, that, that's the thing is that, that it was that moment we scored and we'd won the game pretty much. Yeah. And to go from having that ruled off, knowing full well what was going to happen from that point. Yeah, yeah and then, then the way it would have Madison go to go in as well. Yeah, and, and the game was it was close. It was I, I wouldn't say that we deserved to win. And I wouldn't say that Leicester deserved to win. I think a draw would have been fair. They they were they were excellent, I thought, and kind of looked like. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a really entertaining game. Like there was there were clear kind of like the the game would like go to Spurs, and then like Leicester were putting the pressure on and creating chances, and then it swing back to us, and and then back over to them. It was like both teams uh, didn't didn't want to lose, and they wanted to they wanted to press on. Um, but unfortunately, that yeah, the momentum where that goal was ruled off, and then they scored quickly after, um, and then the the everything swung for them. It was very mm. difficult to get back into it, and like the atmosphere there would have been, uh, they would have been right behind their team because Leicester have this weird uh, rivalry with Tottenham, and I don't know why and where that's come from. Um, well, it came from the title winning. No, I know it was before that. Before that, I've never really? heard of it before that. Yeah, well, uh, my, like one of my mates when we played Leicester in uh, the League Cup final, um, he was saying mm-hmm. he's walking up Wembley Way, and um, apparently uh, some Spurs fans hit uh, somebody with a disability or something like that, and um, and, and a lot of uh, ill. In the feeling came. I don't know if it come from that, but it, there's been a lot of bad blood between. Did the guy with disability have any arms? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he was gobbing off. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Leicester were good, though, weren't they? I think yeah. they were related. Oh, for fuck's sake. Of course you do, T. Of course you do. Why they are they overrated? Won, they fucking won. Everyone's wanking over them for a top four finish. They're ordinary. They didn't outplay us or anything. You know, any other day would have fucking smashed them. Yeah, but we're, we're Champions League finalists Tottenham. They're, they're Leicester City. Okay, I'll that's be, that's I'll, where the... I'll be a bit objective. I think this season they'll do well because they haven't got the European games. This season... Wolves are struggling because of the extra game they have every week. So, I think mm. Leicester are in a good position. They play decent enough football. They got a they got a decent enough squad, but I'm not having it that they're gonna that they're nailed on to finish in the top four. No, not nailed on, but I think they're definitely gonna finish top six. Unless <laughs> unless Man United if Man United sack Solskjaer and Chelsea sack Lampard and they bring in two elite coaches, then you got, maybe you, you got West Ham. Doing bits as well. Yeah, that's worrying that we got West Ham next month, in it. Yeah. Oh fuck them, mate. 
Uh, out on Leicester side, then who would you take in your team? Like, because we could, we could, we're within our rights to go and just rip the spine out of Leicester City. Fullbacks all day long. Both fullbacks. Yeah, I'd take both fullbacks too. Uh, Madison easily. Madison. So we sell Ericsson and buy Madison. Yeah. Or, or we won't sell Ericsson for the same. Say we get thirty million in in January. How much Madison cost? 60, 50 70? or 60. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that, that would seem decent, right? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Get him as well. Chilwell, definitely, as we said, the fullback. And DD maybe in midfield. Number yep. one, loads that played a double pivot. Yeah, yeah, I quite like him, actually. <laughs> yeah, I like them all, really. There isn't many out there. And Damari Gray, you could even. No, be You've gone too far, mate. Have I, have I, have I ever drunk the call? <laughs> no, I'm not having it. I'm right. not having it. Fair enough. And right, on, a se- on a separate thing, when when did we play our Champions League game? Is it on the Tuesday? Why did I think Wednesday. it was Wednesday? It was Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. right. Okay. Wednesday, okay, Wednesday in Greece. Then a Saturday, half 12 kickoff for us. What are you saying, Rick? That's, Some that's sort crazy. Of conspiracy. That's like, it's a conspiracy. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, but come Anti- on. Spurs. I mean, um, like, that is just. I mean, it seems a bit unfair, but it's like they're they're, they're putting they're putting the, the game against Everton is on, is on Sky, and there are no trains back for Spurs supporters, so they don't give a shit really about anyone. I think mean, no. I, I didn't Ajax like the era era of Aditi gave Ajax the weekend off before before they played uh, played us in the Champions League game. Yeah, yeah, did, I know. Did exactly. fuck in the end. What, yeah, what but it's the thought that counts, T. It's the thought yeah, that it's, counts. It's a, yeah, it's the thought. So sometimes it's sentiment is what I'm saying. They get the back end of their league, T. I think it, and they get it, get that too as well. Like earlier kickoffs for Juve, for example. There you go. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Um, nine of the this is interesting stat actually. Nine of the squad of eighteen on Saturday were involved in the one 0 defeat to title winners Leicester in 2016. It would have been eleven with the rested Deli Ali and obviously Hugo Lloris who had his uh, his third baby. Um, and for Leicester, there's only three survivors. That for me, it sums up the difference in the performances. And while Spurs did, I think, uh, you know, do enough to draw, but could have snatched it. We had our opportunities for sure. Um, it, we did look a little bit leggy and a little bit tired and a little bit over the over the hill compared to their very fresh, youthful team do you know what I mean like I think that it feels like we're ready to blood new players in it needs to happen quite quickly <clears throat> T yeah I mean we've said it before same players getting the same message but there's mitigating circumstances at the same time you know three of our new signings are injured you know Foyth is also injured as well so we're to pick the same players once again but I don't know. I reckon it's a new cycle, the start of a new one. I mean, at the start of a new cycle or the end of one, there's always going to be teething problems. So I don't think there's any long-term fears from that point of view. The Sessignon injury, I think, was a, was a kicker for me because we could really have done with it. What? What? He's got injured again. Well, he didn't play. He was in the squad on Saturday, was he? Oh, you're saying like just recovering from his hamstring, still? Yeah, yeah. I think Sess- that was a kicker for me. Okay. Rick, what do you, is there anything, any kind of sort of uh, depth in that argument that 
that, that, that our same players have been hearing the same messages and perhaps are less willing or less able to work in the same way that Leicester City's players did. Yeah, completely. I mean, uh, it's, I don't know, if, if you've been in a job for a, an amount of years and you're doing, you're doing the same role, hardly, like little bits of change, little bits of change because the business is asking you to do whatever, um, you are, you're going to get bored. You, you, yeah. you need to stretch yourself. You need to have a different environment and stuff like that. And not only is that exactly the same for the players out there, you've got the manager as well. Like, is he feeling the same as well? Is he going through the, the, those same uh, motions as, as that? And the coaching staff. I mean, like everyone's been there for like you know those those six years and stuff. Like, are, are, are people? Do people still have that appetite? Like it's it's all it's all been right. I've been at Wembley, and then we've got the new training centre, and then we get or everyone goes into the new ground, and then we wait for these uh, marquee signings, and I know that's happened, and, and now it's a bit like, well, where do we go from here? Like, what what? what it's what, like yeah, it's what, like what, it doesn't matter if you've got the dream job, you got the dream job, right? You love it at the beginning. Within four years, you're like, oh, I, can't, I might knock off a little bit early today. I might turn up a bit later on this day. And then you look Wednesday night, so I should I get a gram in? Probably shouldn't have got work in the morning, but gonna, <laughs> probably going to get a gram in. Because after a while, every job gets boring and every message gets boring. You know, one thing that never gets boring? Class A's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so yeah, no, what I'm, I'm saying. I, I think the issue is that there's just so many people in the same position. I mean, we can have maybe three or four who have been there for a while, but when it's like over half a dozen, then I think that argument does does bear weight a little bit. But then you know, we win five games in a row. This conversation doesn't happen again. So you know, there's a bit of that as well. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And um, games uh, and public uh, fan opinion changes so quickly. A couple of wins, and if you look at our fixtures coming up in in the league, certainly is um, three winnable games, starting with yeah. Southampton at the weekend. Um, so we, we've got the games in us now. And certainly, the, fi- the, the fixtures are kind, and we don't need we don't need challenging games like Leicester away now. Right now, we need to get our pump back. We need to somehow chop up the diamond formation, start playing a better one, and then, um, you, you know, kind of start to just roll a couple of teams over. That's what we need. Uh, I just, like you just, I just want to touch on that, that bit of the um, the diamond, 4-3-3, different formations that we're playing to, that we have uh, the last few seasons and stuff. Um, that That's a, a contributing factor to, to our performance. Again, the new players that we've brought in haven't been able to play, haven't not been up to the fitness and that, haven't got that understanding. And then also uh, in contention as well, that's all over the press and it must be playing with people's minds. Ericsson, Alderweireld, uh, Toby, uh, sorry, Alderweireld and Jan, um, their contract's up for renewal. I don't think any of them are going to sign. Well, so it puts you in a position, right? They're, they're, they're amazing players, but... Are they, are, are, are they giving their all for the club at the moment? And um, are, are they just out of um, form and stuff? But then what you've got to think about as well is if we continue to play them and then we get to the next season and all three are gone and then we're going to have to bring new, uh, another three 
new players in to replace them? Or, or do we start the transition now as to say, look, lads, you ain't signing. It's going to be pointless you guys carrying on because we need to start. We need to, we need to get these players blooded now. But yeah. by doing that, we are going to lose games. We are, you know, we are going to get overrun, and it's it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be we're going to be finishing second, third, run back crazy uh, Champions League run again. So it's kind of like we have to accept that three absolutely colossal players that have been driving our team for God knows how many years now that have contributed so much. It's going to have to change. We're going to have to do it now, or start transitioning now. Or if we get to the end of the season, they all they all go, and we're going to have to start from square one. So, uh, see what, it's what a do you think? Difficult in terms of what? In terms of um, those three players, I'm always listening. What? No, no, no. I, no, I, I think no. Right, all right. Okay. Sorry. So the uh, the part where do we start transitioning now? Do we start, you know, risking perhaps not having a better season than we we could have done by utilising the players that would be going out and starting bringing in some some of our players from the youth setup who aren't as good but probably are more receptive to Poch's ideas and at least will run their arse off for for us you know so, similar to what he did with Mason and Ben Tleb in his first season I that, that doesn't work at centre back though that's the problem and that's where two of those players are so it's all very yeah. well having a keen youngster but at centre back having a lot of energy and heart is not going to get you in there. In midfield, you can get by on adrenaline and hassling people and shutting players down and keeping things moving. But at centre-back, you can't really do that. So we could play Tanganga, we can play Foyth uh, centre-back, but I think for all the will in the world, they won't be We're going to finish 10th if we do. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I think one of the three was there at least, I like to think. But then, you know, there's talk of, you know, maybe Vertonghen's his legs have gone a little bit as well. But Yeah, maybe. It's, 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 it's complicated. It's, it's very complicated. But Postino was known for blood in youngsters early on in his, in his tenure at Tottenham. And he's not done that a lot lately. Um, but he, he kind Car- of... The, state, the stakes were lower, though. No, absolutely. But you've got Carl Walker-Peters, who didn't go on loan. So he's got no games, no no match fitness, no match savvy, and he's coming into the season uncooked. You know, so that's the situation we're in. And you've got people like you got Wanyama who we'll talk about coming on at Leicester when Skip could have maybe well put have been the same result, but a lot less grief if Skip had come on. Why why yeah. why 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 did Wanyama come on? He was a player we're looking to shift out. He's injury prone, he's old. Why did I like I, my, my preference would have been uh, Dyer um, if he's young and he's sticking about uh, and he's part of the squad and even Skip as well. Uh, but I just don't get uh, why didn't they come on and and also like I think that Ericsson for was it Lamella I can't remember now uh, coming on in like seventy eight minutes is like you know twelve minutes to change stuff. I just uh, it's just a bit like I don't know. I think it was Lucas that came on late, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, I think both. I think both of them came on fairly late. I would have seen like could it, seen. Could it be that then? Attack. Could it be that that Pochettino perhaps has lost his bottle somewhat and isn't? It would rather go with a kind of tried and tested old head, someone he knows in Wanyama, than than potentially lose the game and give faith in a new breed of footballer at Spurs, i.e., Skip or. Carl Walker Peters before him, and he's actually got to a point now where he feels he's under pressure to win games, and he feels under pressure. So that's why he would 
joke with someone he spills he can lies on rather than being a little bit more expansive or in his ideas about where we're going as a football club and he's taking this as a game by game thing rather than it being a part of the plan see if you yeah like maybe if, if, so if he feels that way then he should loan them out get them experience I don't what? I don't see how Walker's benefited by no. being a third fourth yeah. right back I'm sure he didn't think like that but I feel like the results might have put pressure on him to it being a very recent thing and thinking, fuck, I need to game manage now. Well, yeah, no, not one in the away game um, since January against Fulham. We've not beaten a Premier League, a current Premier League side away since last year at Everton. So that's obviously a situation that puts pressure on Pochettino. Um, Wanyama is probably a safe pair of hands, but maybe so is Eric Dyer. So that makes the situation all the more baffling. Yeah, we've got a question from uh, Alvin Wong. I I want to say something, but I feel like you're gonna you like are gonna think it's a racism. No, you don't. Every time I see the word uh, the surname oh, Wong, I always think a Wong, a two, a Wong, two, three, four. That's Jesus what I... Christ. No, that's fine. That's but... not racism. That's one of the I things that's stayed on WhatsApp. It's, it's like Bernardo Silva. That's one of the stayed on WhatsApp. No, 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 no. That, no, that isn't bad because what I just said was an intro to a, a song that uh, an intro to any any song that a band plays live, so that we're in time with each other. Has nothing to do I know with pan Asian culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So why are you saying it's bad? Because it, it could be anything. It's just a one sounds like a one. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, as I always say in these situations, go to a situation where you're the smallest person in the room. Everyone else is like Chinese, built like tanks, and say that to them and see how you get on. Well, I think I'll be fine. If you can't get say it. it there, and if you can't say it there, then yeah, never say it. I get it. Um, we'll let the people. Uh, let, we'll let the people decide. Well, if they cancelled, then yeah, we'll blame you. Well, you get cancelled for that. It's not. It, that isn't a racism. It's not a racism. I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just said. Sometimes things should just stay in my head. Yeah, or on WhatsApp. <laughs> Or on WhatsApp. <laughs> a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. How stupid, how stupid is this potch out nonsense? How very stupid, stupid. Is Very, very stupid. But um, the way I look on it is that when people say potch is irreplaceable, no one can replace him, who are going to get better than him? I find that talk a bit hysterical as well because as Bardi said in the Leicester Patreon pod, we love Pochettino as long as he's winning us games. When he's not, or when he's not able to, then the club will have to act. Now, I don't want Potts act. I think you should, I think he'll, I think he'll see this out. I think he'll see this run out and you'll and be fine. But the same with any other player at the club as well. We love them as long as they're playing well. Um, you've got people saying Madison's better than Deli Ali. You've got some people saying that Deli Ali is useless and shouldn't play with Tottenham anymore. But he's a fucking hero, Deli Ali. So what I'm saying is that you know, it's where people stock is, you know what I mean? And I think the pot chart stuff is ridiculous. To answer the question. Yeah, I think he deserves a little bit of a, a, a buffer period, even if he he's is in, going He's through... in credit. He's in credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick, where are you at? You're out. You're out. You're thinking, you're starting to think. I, I, can, I hear it in the tone of your voice. You're starting to sway towards. You're, you're starting to, you're, start, you're not there yet, Rick. You're not there, but you're, yeah. you're kind of, you're, you're looking across the field and over there are... Brexit voters, BNP, and Posh out, right? But you're and you're looking at them going. I don't, I'm not interested in them too. I'm definitely going over to the Posh out camp. That's how familiar you're at, Rick. 
get him out, get him out, get that cancer out of my club. It's kind of <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty much on par with both of you. I think he's got a lot of credit in the bank. Like, I, I know I, I'll get pelters for this, and I, I honestly couldn't give a fuck because it's the way I feel. But I have supported Tottenham a long time. And we've always been mediocre to shit. And throughout this time where Potch has been in charge, where we've seen a, a different Tottenham, a different style, a playing style, we've come into the new stadium. There's a load of, you know, a load of shit going along with it, culminating in the Champions League final. You know, give, give him a break. It's, it's, it's you know, I, I fully believe that he'll turn this around. Um Again, we're we're six games into this, and I'm writing last season off the, the form there. I know it's like carried on, but I just I don't know, man. I'm I, I'm in no way to get rid because I, I and like you were just saying there. Oh, like we love Potch as long as he's winning. That that's true. That's true for any manager. And the, but then when I do look around, like who else are we going to get in? That I think that. Uh, expectations of where we want to go and who we want to be and what we aspire to has been has been raised so much now that I don't know who, who like it is who we think we're going to get in are, are they going to want to come to us and are our are, are our own expectations raised too much of who we can get in um and I just don't know I just I look out there at the other managers the only people that I'd like to I mean, the only p- people that I, I like at the moment is uh, that I've seen like names, Mourinho, and that's because uh, he makes me laugh because he's sick, because he is the way that he is. But his his style of football and stuff is that going to be any better than Potts? No, it ain't. And I don't know. I just I'm not even mm. thinking about it at the moment. To be honest, I don't even have an answer for you. I've got an answer for you, Alvin, mate. Is that it's at this stage? It is stupid given the fact that. Poch has, like, as T says, he's in so much credit. He's really transformed that football club. We were in an absolute mess before him. And the quality that we, the quality seasons we had preceding him under Harry Redknapp was largely down to having great, great players like Modric, Bale, Van der Vaart, you know, Ledley King. You know, look, we had, everyone knows how good that side was. Um, but this new one was built in Poch's image with his ideals and, and, and it was purely based on his, him and his team that turned very average players into great ones. So he has credit and, you know, you can, you you can understand why you would call this nonsense, but by the same token, the form is undeniable. It has been poor. The players seem somewhat disinterested. And so from that alone, you would start to question him. And these are people, the people have been questioned. I remember having a conversation at one of the photo call socials with a guy who, um, he's, he, he's adamant that we should uh, get rid of Poch because he's not a winner. This was when we, when we were doing the uh, socials at the White Rabbit. So the first couple, this guy came up to him and goes, will you have a chat with my brother? He thinks we should get rid of Poch. And so, so this has been kind of fermenting or percolating for a while. Um, so look, you can understand everyone's views and everyone's entitled to their opinion. Cock. Second half of uh, Fighting Cock podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. If you are still with us during this Skype podcast, we've just seen, um, there's been a lot of commotion yeah, over the last couple of days on Twitter, hasn't there, about, um, this book, 
that Martin Cloak and one of his co-writers wrote about our Champions League run last year. And um, so, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of away fans laughing at us because of it. And there's a lot yep. of Spurs fans that are unhappy that this thing was published. Where are you at, yep. T? Um, I don't know. I think I can understand why the book is out. It doesn't offend me that it's out. I mean, it's um, something that we're going to remember for a very, very long time. But I think in this modern age of social media, it's going to get dumped on anyway. When Liverpool almost won the league in 2014, I think it was in double figures the amount of books they had. You know, make us dream, I think, was a yeah. strap line for a lot yeah. of them. So um, it's it's modern life. Um, I don't know, maybe you could have waited a bit longer, if I'm being honest. But I don't know, it's, it's part of the course. I, I just think that it's, uh, the, the, it's unfortunate that it was... It was the the title that, that's a problem. You know, one step from glory is the issue. But to write a book about that Champions League campaign, there is nothing wrong in that at all, in my opinion. It was an incredible run. The story from start to finish was something that almost had been never seen before in Champions League football, certainly European football. To be from the point of go, nearly going out in the in the group stages, as we know, it's like we had no right to get out of that group at that stage. Having to go to Barcelona and get something, for them to then qualify, and then to get through to the to, to the final of the elite competition while facing the best team in Europe at the time in Man City, and get that last goal. That that is fairy tale stuff. I mean, winning it would have been a true fairy tale, but the journey itself is is worth, worth will, will be folklore for Tottenham to today's to, to there are no days left on this planet or the club fails to exist. So that is worth writing about. Absolutely. But I think what people are, are, are grasping on is this, just the front page, just the, the cover of the book and saying that we're celebrating nearly winning something. And that you don't write 244 pages about something, nearly winning something. It's about the journey and all happiness is, well, it, is about enjoying the journey rather than the end product. Well, I mean, sorry, Rick, Cutting, but it's chronicling something there, isn't it? It's like the it's like all those books about Turin in 1990 when we got to the semi final of the World Cup. There's yeah. loads of books about that, yeah, loads of documentaries, and we didn't even fucking get to the final, yeah. So, I, what, what this is, in my opinion, and that, that I think, uh, did, I, did I mention who, who sent that question in? It was Patrick, uh, sorry, Patrick Grow. He he said, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the One Stop from Glory book. Can we do a Hitler-style book burning, or is that out of order? <laughs> um, I think what's happening here is that your, Spurs fans that are, that are annoyed by this book are... <laughs> Spurs fans that are, are annoyed by this book are ones that are most influenced by the opinions of other fans. Yes. And there is uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong in publishing that. It's just that whoever decided on the title and, the, and perhaps the imagery, it, that that's kind of... It's like when people get annoyed at a headline in uh, of a newspaper article but haven't read the actual body copy and just read the headline and start reacting to it. It's that kind of thing. I think Martin, okay, yeah. Martin Cloakout, he did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong in my opinion. Yeah, so like from my, my my point of view, again, like I said in the first part of the pod, 
uh, I'm still, uh, like in a way, buzzing from the the whole journey of the, the Champions League. Like we were saying, we had we it looked like we, there was no way we were going to get out of that group, and then uh, for us to get the draw in Barca, and then for Inter to uh, was it to draw. Um, and for us to, to go through that way, and then obviously the results against uh, City and Ajax, it, it was just um, it, it was it was such an incredible time to be a Spurs fan, and to for for it to culminate in us to be in the European Cup final. I never in my entire life thought I'd ever see Spurs in a European Cup final, and for people to chronicle it in different ways, like like I genuinely every other day um, watch. The um, BT, un, uh, is it no filter yeah, videos? Yeah, unfiltered. Uh, for City and for Ajax. Uh, I also watched the BT uh, video where um, there is no commentary and all you hear is the crowd noises when we played against um, Ajax. Uh, I also watched there is a thread of Spurs fans celebrating that third goal. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. They, they go mental. There, there are some uh, amazing ones. And I still like, still look at it so fondly, and have such amazing memories. And this book coming out, um, it you know, it, it could have come out uh, at a different time, but it gives a shit, man. I, like, I, I certainly don't. And the title is as well. It is, it is, uh, you know, uh, like one one step from glory. Um, and yes, in today's world we live in, the environment of social media. Everyone is going to take the piss, but because it's Tottenham, and because everyone likes to dig at Tottenham because we haven't won anything in in, in ages or anything worth people deem worthwhile, who's to say that what our achievements is 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 any any less? So like because everyone else has got an A and you get a C, uh, uh, like do you, and, and it's that's above average for you. Do you not are you not allowed to celebrate it? It's yeah. like now fuck that man. Be proud of it, man. Like. Uh, uh, I, I would. I, I'm so. I'm so proud of it. And yeah, um, people will always because we're an easy target, man. We are yes. an easy target because we haven't won anything. So it's all. It's, it's all easy for fans to jump on board and say, "Ah, look at Tottenham, blah blah blah." Where in their own, you know, they're they're failing in their own rights. I mean, Liverpool and City, they're the only ones winning anything. You know, United aren't aren't doing much, and and Arsenal and and that. So they can. And just, just, just for the record, like I've had I've had Liverpool and Chelsea fans and Arsenal fans like on WhatsApp groups chucking it in there and going, you know, look at this, the state of you. I, it doesn't impact me what their opinion is at all because I know how great that that journey was in the Champions League. I understand, you know, I lived it with everybody else. I was in utter disbelief of what I witnessed in in Amsterdam. So it's it's just a case of like it's having a thicker skin and not allowing. The, the opinions of people that really don't give a shit about your happiness in terms of football. Obviously, they wouldn't because they're our opposed, you know, they're our rivals. But it's about not letting their opinions affect how you feel about your football club, and certainly not a, uh, let, it, let it affect the way you feel about someone like Martin Cloak, who has done untold good work with the trust and produced untold brilliant written material. Like he's a great writer. And produces great work and has written great books about Tottenham. All right, he, he might have misjudged the the title somewhat, but to throw him under the bus and talk about burning books <laughs> is uh, it's it's excessive. Excessive. Yeah. Anything to add? Nope. All right. Nah. 
Fair enough. Um, Watson, I oh know a great question from Ian Bailey on uh, on Facebook. He says, if a time traveller approached you with a sheet of paper from 50 years in the future, listing Tottenham's honours and it contained just one extra trophy, a League Cup added in 2019, <laughs> would, would you still support them and go to the matches? <laughs> so the idea is that 50 years from now, a guy comes up to you and says, look, this is everything the Spurs have won and it's a League Cup this year uh, and there's nothing else in the next 50 years. Would you still go and support, support Spurs? I'd go out of a sense of duty, <laughs> but, but, but I'd probably still go. But but it would it impact you somewhat knowing that we'd never ever achieve anything? Yeah, I'd probably <laughs> give up season ticket. <laughs> no, um, I I've started to think. You know, why do I go to Spurs? I think the VAR thing has kind of made people reevaluate how they see the game, and you know, takes a bit of the fun out of it, and a bit of the passion out of it. And I, I kind of think to myself, why do I go? I so, say, you know, obviously you see your mates, but. I'm at a stage I don't need to, I don't need a Spurs game to see my friends so to speak mm. but I don't know I think it's a sense, sense of duty and routine I've always supported Tottenham and I always will so well, what I, think, ha- I'd, what I would think I'd tough it out what would happen to us? Like, we, like what would we talk about? Uh, we'd probably talk about wanking a lot more yeah I actually got a good question about this Watson TFC Twitter he says Tanganga, Tanganga doesn't wank discuss what, what's this about T? <laughs> he, he liked to tweet about um, <laughs> abstaining from masturbation. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like what? So, is he a born? Is he a Jehovah Witness? Uh, hang on, I'm going to find a tweet now. That's the beauty of being on Skype. So, you know, Tanganga you know, doesn't wank. This guy. So he he likes to tweet by a guy named God first. God saved me from masturbation, pornography, <laughs> a broken heart from my dad dying when I was three years old. Peer pressure, gang life, drug dealing, pointless sex, stubbornness, theft, lies, and trying to impress the world. It's been 12 years and I don't regret a second. Try Jesus. The thing is with that, my issue with that quote, right, is that he said the first thing about masturbation and enjoying sex, right? But he also throws in the death of his father, which makes it really hard for you to go, that's all bollocks. Because one of those things is really, really, really serious. One of those things is just knocking one out. Some of us do it three times a day. It can't be on a level with losing your part. So, like, it's a tough one. He's he's done that on purpose. I think he's thrown in his dead dad just to say that we can't say anything about the wanking because he's put he's put wanking and losing his dad in the same ballpark. Clever. Yeah. Some would say. I just thought. It's obviously God gives him something in his life. Where does it need to do that? So that's probably how he sees it. I don't believe him, T. I kind of do. Do you know? In the what? sense that I'll tell you. Go on. I'll tell you a story, right? Um, when I was at school, uh, there was a kid called Peter Eli, right? And he was a Jehovah Witness. There was two of them, and there was me, and we were the only three white kids in my class. So the only gang that I had were the Jehovah Witnesses. And um, <laughs> he, Peter Eli once gave me a book saying um, it, was a, it was a Jehovah Witness guidebook about how to stop knocking one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the end. I mean, that, that, so my gang was someone that wanted to prevent me from masturbating at, when I was most virile. <laughs> no wonder did, I got... Did you read it? I, I had a read out of a, a morbid curiosity... 
Um, and uh, I managed to knock one out to it, which is, there's a great irony to that. There's some pretty big part of page. Yeah. I, I, I knocked one out, jizz on a wall, and then used one of the book's pages to mop it up with. <laughs> yeah, mad things. Amazing scenes. I didn't actually do that. I mean, all the rest happened, but I, I wouldn't use a page. I don't, I, don't, I never get understood why people like, they have to have a proper clean up afterwards. I never understood that. I, 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 I understood that. I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm just saying that, like, a, a, like a proper clean up, like they go and have a shower and stuff. No, that's that's, that's next level, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, there's no, no point with that. Uh, Rick, do you still use pillows when you're lying down and that, or just straight on the back on the floor? No nah, pillows, mate. I need that 70, 70 degrees. So, do you um like obviously cause you're, you're in a house full of women? Yeah. Uh, so you don't get much time to yourself, do you not? Never. Do you ever, yeah, never. You know you got. You know you got. You told me about your shed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the? No, I c- no, I can't. know there's spiders in there. I can't. I, can, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I couldn't arrive when... <laughs> if, if I was in there. But I just. I just be thinking that. That I know that they're gonna waiting you. for me. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, to, if he doesn't, look, if he do, if Tanganga doesn't pleasure himself, I think that's only a good thing because I think you're at the top of your capabilities when you've you've pen, you know you abstained from self pleasure for at least a few days. I found myself yeah. that I'm really I'm better at FIFA when I haven't knocked one out, so I can. It's just it's just the other issues that arise from it though. That's the problem. Like what? Well, you know, if you're not releasing, are you? So maybe he'll shoot up, maybe he'll shoot up a school. That, that's that, what I mean. Like the thing is, I become uh, more frustrated, more agitated, short-tempered, moody, uh, and then it, it's just—it's like a poison. Once the, the poison's out of your body, then I can relax and like just enjoy life again. So he's doing himself a mischief, if you ask me. Yeah. Maybe one day Wendy will get to interview him, and, and I'm sure he'll bring this up. Um, you, <laughs> you found Ian on Twitter. He says, "Which Spurs player would be most likely to quit football to join the Greta Thunberg in saving the world from an ecological disaster?" What do you think about that little girl? I don't know a lot about it, but she upsets the right people, so I like her. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Must like Megan. Must like Megan Rapinoe. Well, yeah. th- that's the, uh, the 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 brilliant. USA women's football. Oh. Yes. The thing is with her though, T, is is um, that people like. Do you remember after the game, after the World Cup, that she posted naked on a beach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she looked banging, and that's the problem, is that everybody oh. everybody will remember more that her bum on the beach than they will her speech the other day or her playing football. And. Oh, um, I think that I think history will see me right. I think if you if if you Google her, there won't be pictures. If you Google her and go Google images, there won't be images of her playing football. There'll be images of her bum on the beach, and that's that. We've got a long way to go, unfortunately. I, did, I didn't even know that there was a photo of that. Or, neither did, that, neither so. did I, to be honest. No, sorry. I'm so, going to go. Yeah, you're going to go and Google it now. This is what I'm saying. This is the part of the problem, and everyone who's listening to this is going to go and go going because why wouldn't they want to see her bum? But she's. Still got a platform, and she's still, and her words still carry weight. She's so doing, she's doing. I like her. Where you go. I like her. So you, you're asking which footballer could would make would do what she's done. 
Greta Thunberg is dumb. Well, I would say Eric Dyer. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's quite conscious, isn't he, and stuff. Um, just just to say, I'm not saying that it's I I I remember rapping though in the same way. I'm just saying that the the we've got a long way to go before we've really got to a position where she's been taken seriously and it's it's unfortunate and and we need to listen to her uh, her speech at the was it at the fifa awards what was it that she spoke? last night yeah on what though what was the show? Well, she said you know she's in, she's inspired by um Ryan Sterling, Sterling. And Bali yeah and um the Iranian woman who um wasn't allowed to watch the football so she self-immolated yeah so um I think her red still carry impact. I don't think I don't think it's harmed her in any shape or form. No, no, it hasn't harmed her. Being got, in the beach. She's, she's got to keep. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm making more of a point in, in the ways that we still view female footballers rather than um, you know seeing them as actual footballers. I think they're still objectified by a lot of people. Yeah, um, but I, don't, I wouldn't say as much so as in. I wouldn't say as much so as since the World Cup and during the World Cup. I mean, before the World Cup didn't know half these people were but now you've got the women's football league over here which the attendances are growing so that's 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 changing but slowly it's a good thing it's a good thing how, like going back to the original question how old is that Greta girl 16 oh is she oh, okay I thought yeah. she, she, she looks a bit younger than that um yeah I don't know how I feel about her I just like kind of feel like you should be into I don't know. I just I don't think I've ever met or known anyone at, at sixteen, boy yeah. or girl, that is that into climate change and that kind but of. She's not. Uh, she's not like she ain't like every sixteen-year-old. She's special, isn't she? She's she's like yeah, that's what, that's what, She is like Elon Musk levels, isn't she? For for a sixteen-year-old to think and challenge the way she does, then it's like. How do you know she's on the spectrum? It's, it's been reported. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. Because there, there's a, an elevated level of intelligence that's not normal. And just, just like, her bollocks are out there. Do you know what I mean? She's going after it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And like you say, T, she, she does upset. When when you see people raving about them, it kind of, it's that, it's, they're not realising that they're exposing themselves. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, to answer the question, I reckon Lucas Morrow would be standing with her. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with Skip. Skippy. Skippy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a man in my that would agree with with Greta Thunberg. To be fair, uh, Mike, Page, Mike on Patreon he says, "Would you forgive Potch if he won us the league?" But turns out he was noncing the youth team at the same time. Oh is, God! Is there any other football podcast that exists on the planet where this would be an acceptable question to ask us? Is there? <laughs> What have we created? I don't think so. What have we created? Fuck knows. Fuck knows. It's, what have we created? Fuck knows is the right answer. Like, is this, <laughs> this guy, Mike, Mike from Patreon, I'm pretty sure I know who he is, right? He he thought it was okay to ask whether we would forgive our manager for being a nonce if it meant we'd win some trophies. And the answer, Mike, is yes. Probably we would, <laughs> and probably as long as it came out after, like five years after we won it, as long as it, as long as it won like like historical, historical cases. If it's like a present case, happening right now, probably wouldn't be able to swing it. But if it's one of them historical ones that happened ages ago, you say, yeah, I'd never quite liked him anyway. But thanks for the league titles. 
<laughs> you, you know you got the, you know got that thing about um Tories that are shy, you know, like shy Tories. Yeah. It'd be like that supporting Spurs. I'd be like um <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd be I'd be like fist bumping to myself that won the league, even though I know that it's a pedo. Yeah. Like fucking get in there. Yeah, I, I think but I made... publicly I'd be like virtual signalling. We talked on Noah's Bard about how Alex Ferguson I think it was Noah's Bard, it might have been the pod. Uh, but how Alex Ferguson would have got away with more than the that those that little coach in um, you know, Barry Benham or whatever his name is because he's, he's not... open to a fucking three another one he what so basically on the day of the court case he just he killed himself for another bloke did he yeah drove into a tree well that's what happens when you're guilty isn't it you do unless it was a mistake his foot slips off the pedal it might might be one of them <laughs> yeah miss. Miss a break. <laughs> then that's karma. That's just karma, isn't it, lads? Have you have you ever have you ever tried to break with your right foot? Yeah, I would never do that. Terrifying. I mean, you're thinking your left foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, sorry, uh, sorry. Break with your left foot. It's discombobulating. Yeah, I um, yeah, I. What was I doing? Uh, I was driving an automatic. Um, I, and I, I had a hire car in Ireland a couple of a couple of months back. And uh, yeah, it was just yeah. I, I I just couldn't get used to it, man. I kept breaking and using the wrong foot, and uh, it was just really sharp. And everyone was flying forward. It's mental. Yeah, it's um, it's terrifying. Like, I did it just for a laugh, driving down the street to see see what it, <laughs> see what it felt like. Because I was pretty sure that my my uh, I'm pretty sure that I like I'd be able to do it. I just thought like, oh, this would be no big deal. I'll gradually stop. It was like I it was breaking for the first ever time. Terrifying. <laughs> don't do it. It's not a laugh. Don't fuck about with cars. Do you know what I mean? Um, anything to add, boys? Before we end and watch the second half of the Mighty Spurs. No, nothing to add at all. Just, just one last thing. What, what if we do lose to Colchester and then we do lose to Southampton? Um, I really don't know. I don't. I don't want to think about. It. It's a bit like when you and Ricky had that pact after the Hull game all those years ago. It was a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to do ourselves a oh, disservice, no. weren't we? But, <laughs> but, but, but the Ricky, we didn't. We didn't. We were going through hell, and we kept going. And yeah, that's we, exactly what you got, got to do. And we got to watch Spurs lose in the Champions League final. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's it. They've only got Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it for the Fighting Cop podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. The 30% of you, I know you're still there. So thank you a lot. And, um, you, you. Yeah. And uh, we'll, well, we'll be back together in person, how, how we like to do this. Uh, but thank you to T for taking your, your evening out and missing the first half against Colchester. We didn't even realise we'd be able to watch yeah. it, but thank you for that. You're welcome. No, actually, you were secretly watching it while recording, weren't you? Yeah, I was. That's why you're a fucking asshole. That's why you're an asshole. Because we weren't. <laughs> I was just staring at my computer screen. Ricky weren't. Nah, I'm in my just, kitchen. Just, Nothing's here. Just nothing there, but a fridge. Just sneaky yeah. little T watching the football on his own, not telling us a, a dicky about what's going on. <laughs> Come on, come on.
give a fuck like a top drawer whore when she don't see box Everybody wanna come and run it, find it funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mummy Fighting cock and we don't give a shit, everybody knows flat plates are prick We can get a sticky in the mini, suck a willy, when you're getting grilly, yeah you gotta bang the milli Social Podcast Network. Sports 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 Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken 00. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken 00. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.